Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Panthers lost a tough one last night to the New Orleans Saints. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials. We got plenty of them, but for now, most importantly, hit up the Wesson Walker page on Twitter. We got a cool reel for you breaking down what we thought of Carolina's game last night. That and a whole lot more we bring you every single day but now it is time to go to the campus corner all right going back to saturday you know we piece this thing out every day of the week and talking about wake and old dominion and the demon deacons going forward they had 20 unanswered points in the second half a program record 10 sacks they got their first road win of the 2023 season over old dominion they trailed by as many points in this football game, but I never got nervous, not being arrogant, but you know, I just felt like that eventually they would get this thing together. The victory marked Wake's 12th straight win over a non-conference opponent, which is the second longest streak in the country. They only trail the Georgia Bulldogs, who have won 19 straight out-of-conference contests, but defensively, man, guys were getting after it. The starting linebackers, red shirt sophomore Dylan Hazen and senior Jacob Roberts, who was an All-American at North Carolina A&T, those two combined for 22 tackles, six tackles for loss, and four sacks. Jacob Roberts had three of those sacks. Jasine Davis had three sacks. So the question is, Mitch Griffiths on the afternoon, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns on the day, but he definitely had some nasty turnovers. Did you feel like that he came of age in this football game and his Wake's defense fool's gold or real gold or old gold like they call our colors on the pants and other things? I don't feel comfortable even entertaining saying that he came of age in this game. Okay. Against Old Dominion, who had been allowing quite a bit of points going into this contest. Against Virginia Tech, which, yeah, Virginia Tech is another ACC school, but we know that Virginia Tech is not the Virginia Tech Hokies of old. They allowed over 30 points to them. They allowed over 30 points to Louisiana. And Wake Forest has Mitch Griffiths going 24 of 41 with a couple of interceptions and 312 yards where you're down a decent amount. I mean, you're 17. You don't score in the first half whatsoever. Now you score 27 points all in the second half. But it was dicey to me. Granted, I was at the Charlotte game, so I was refreshing the game cast, trying to keep an eye out on every ACC game out there. But to win by a field goal against ODU when Mitch Griffiths doesn't do much in the first half and you throw a couple of interceptions against that kind of opponent that wasn't even playing good defense in the first two weeks, yeah, I don't think Mitch Griffiths played well. And by the way, way wrong. If you'll notice, I thought Mitch Griffiths might have the best performance of all the quarterbacks over the weekend, and I think that is fair to say it wasn't even close to being true. The thing I'll say about Mitch Griffiths is this, especially being a 
a young guy starting for the first time, especially being on the road. Some of those turnovers were nasty, especially the one that he had, uh, the fumble that he had late in the second quarter that Old Dominion ran all the way back for a touchdown. He had some bad interceptions, but for him to be able to keep his wits about him, come back late in that football game, make the plays needed to win the game. Now, you don't want to see this every single week, and it's not something that – I'm, you know, I'm wondering, is this going to be a trend or is this just something that he will grow from? Because I felt like within that football game, he did grow because he came back to make the records at plays, albeit off of the defense, making some great plays late too to win that game. But this is definitely something you don't want to see. And then something I'm interested in, and I'm going to go fool's gold a little bit on Wake Forest and hey, man. Ever since even I was there, we never had a defense that's just a sack meister type of team with guys just dominating and the pass rush just being overwhelming for guys. Ten sacks on the afternoon for them. That's a program record and 12 tackles for loss. They definitely came to play in this football game, but I don't expect to see this every week. In fact, I don't even expect to see this on a regular basis from this team. Now, they were decent at rushing the passer last season, but to think that you're going to get numbers close to this, uh, because obviously you're not going to get 10, but even five, six sacks per game oh, yeah. from the Wake Forest defense, I'm going to go fool's gold on that until they show me more. Oh, 100%. I, I think up up until this weekend against Georgia Tech, which is starting to put some things together after the last couple of years, I think the other three games, you're not throwing out of the window by any means. Like We, we can take Mitch Griffiths looking better for the most part or look, looking good for the most part. I, I believe in Mitch Griffiths. I believe in Wake Forest. What we've seen from Dave Clawson has been something you can replicate every single season, but the fact of the matter is their beginning of their schedule is Elon, Vanderbilt, and Old Dominion. Now we're starting in and getting into the tougher competition against Georgia Tech, Clemson, even on the road against Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh. The second half is going to be really rough for Wake Forest. It's certainly a first-half type of schedule for them, but we're starting to get into the games where we can really evaluate what Wake Forest is all about. All right, so a bit of a double barrel here when we talk about two programs, App State and East Carolina, definitely two programs going in different directions. App improved to 7-1 and one in its last eight games in the next game after facing an app an AP top 25 opponent they're three and one when winning the turnover battle since 2018 including a 17 and one mark with Sean Clark as the head coach they've started the season with three straight 40 plus point performances for the first time since 2010 and the last time that happened they finished 10 and three and were Southern Conference co-champions Nate Noel rushed for 178 yards and a touchdown Joey Aguilar who I chose to have uh, a great day against that defense threw for 241 yards and three touchdowns safe to say he seems to have locked that job down also had a rushing touchdown App gave up just 14 points. They held ECU to 79 yards rushing in the game. So two things here. Is App State on the right track with Aguilar really starting to play good football? This defense really stepped up. And what the hell is East Carolina going to do? They're now 0-3. Can Mike Houston survive the season? Yeah, this one's going to be rough. I know Salty Pirate is being pretty, well, salty on the text line. He's saying <laughs> Old Dominion is a solid program. Y'all don't give enough cred to regional schools outside of the ACC and the SEC. I've picked Charlotte to win every single game. Thank you very much. And that is not because of my homerism or Charlotte being alma mater. Or maybe it is. Uh, he did say, I know Greenville may have a Mike Houston problem. Yes. 
Yeah, it's it's a bad start. And I think Mason Garcia, the quarterback we talked about at the very beginning of our launch of Team Week, has not been very good. I saw some texts last week saying, yeah, I thought Mason was going to be good. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case here. So with a school that has a pretty good quarterback history, it doesn't look like they have that right now. And they're suffering where I thought it was going to be a closer game. And there's App, App State just being able to cover the way that they did winning a big matchup. Did you have thoughts on this game? I've got news. Oh! I know we're in the campus corner, but it is a Panther Tuesday after a Panther Monday. Frank Reich, he's meeting with the media right now. Jack Thompson underwent surgery for a fractured fibula, oh, and he no. is now expected to miss the rest of the 2023 season. Hate Frank, to see that, man. Big-time leader off that defense gone. Frank Reich told us that it was significant after the game last night. I didn't realize it was going to be season-ending significant. So just to focus on this for a quick moment, this could be the end of Shaq Thompson's tenure? Could be. Because we talked about possibly shipping him off because of the whole contract thing. Now you bring him back. We thought it was necessary because we didn't love the linebacker depth. I thought Kamu Gruje Hill, I don't know if you agree, or Kamu Gruje Hill, I thought he played pretty well. I think he, he came in and made some plays, no doubt. Yeah, and I think a respectable linebacker filling in for somebody like Shaq Thompson. But it's unfortunate the injuries have hit this Panthers team damn hard. So now you have Austin Corbett, which we were all prepared for, but he's out at least for another two weeks. Hopefully he comes back as soon as he's eligible to. Chandler Zavala is filling in for Brady Christensen. Did not have a good game by any stretch of the imagination last night. Brady Christensen out for the rest of the year. J.C. Horn out for what could be a lot of the year. Now Shaq Thompson expected to miss the regular season. Man, not only are they suffering injuries, Wes, but these guys are suffering long-term injuries to where if you do come back with some of these guys... They're coming back like week 12 when damage is already done. Yeah, and obviously this is not college where you can have four and five star guys just waiting in the background. This is the NFL. You definitely have to have uh, help. And so KGH came in and he definitely looked admirable in his role that he played last night. But now we're going to see how it's going to go when you're the big man in the chair for the rest of the season. But the attrition, man, it's going to hit everybody. Unfortunately, it's hitting Carolina where it hurts right now. And so uh, going back to the college game, Real quick as we finish up the campus. Bring corner. it back. Talking about uh, South Carolina and Georgia. But South Carolina, do we feel like that this is a team based off what we saw against the Bulldogs that can actually bloom more as the season goes along? They had a 14-3 lead at the break. But then in the second half, Georgia turned it on. They managed just 129 yards over the final two quarters. Talking about South Carolina, Spencer Rattler, after having a really good first half, was held to 6-24 passing for 104 yards with two interceptions. The Georgia offense got going. They scored touchdowns on three of its first four possessions of the second half. And so uh, they had a really good second half, but the Georgia fans started to boo during that game. So do we feel like, though, with South Carolina, are they getting closer to being the team they were over the second half of last year? Is this a team based off what we saw at Georgia that we feel like can get better as the season goes along and end up uh, maybe salvaging some things and having a decent season? Well, I'm not sure. So the broken bone in Juice Wells' foot, I believe that's the injury that he suffered. Do we have a timetable for him? Is he even going to come back? I know a broken bone in your foot. That means a long time. Uh, I know. I know. No, here we are talking about the injury with some of the Carolina Panthers. And so it doesn't look good. And now how good are you feeling about 
you know, Spencer Rattler, I, I actually, I'm starting to see some consistent play from him, right? Like He's doing a, all he can. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree. And that was a big question mark for me. And he's picking up where he left off last season. So actually, I'm giving kudos to Spencer Rattler. But the offensive line isn't good. And if you've got weapons going down, Wes, I don't know if I can put a lot of faith into this team. And it doesn't mean I don't have faith in a guy like Shane Beamer. I thought you did a very nice job, certainly in the first half. But, you know, it's going to be tough. I... I hope that they're able to figure things out. I want South Carolina to be good. I think it's good for the area. I, I like Gamecocks fans getting rowdy. It, it makes the rivalry, the border war at the beginning of the season, that much more fun when they're, each program is highly anticipated. But, you know, hopefully they're able to figure this thing out with some of the injuries that they've suffered and the lack of protection they're giving to a quarterback that's doing all he can. Would have been really intriguing to see what South Carolina would have done had the weather not changed as well. It really started to rain, you know, for a passing football team. The rain is not ideal. But this was a team that showed some fight, especially on the road. They didn't give up and things just kind of turned against them and you're going up against the Georgia Bulldogs who knows what Kirby Smart said to those guys at halftime but this is a team I feel like that is very one-dimensional they still need to find some balance I feel like I may have to adjust uh, my win total on them because I know preseason I had them winning around eight games but they just seemed a little bit too one-dimensional and too many holes that they had to fill 